Welcome back to the Dot One Podcast. I know I've been out for a couple weeks. No big deal. Relax. I'm back. I got some things rolling through my head. I just don't know what to do. We're going to talk it out. Maybe I'll find the answer in the next hour. Fuck. Here we go. Even when you feel low, you can still go. Even when you feel slow, you can still go. Even when there's no hope, you can still go. I never answered a no, man, I still go. Go, 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 go. Hustle out, hustle every single day. I'll be making moves till I'm buried in my grave. To the system, I don't wanna be a slave I've been doing shit my way, uh, or the highway And in the driveway, is a nice range Cause I grind through the climb, I invite pain You'll never hear me, bitch, nah, I don't complain Just gotta flip the switch and you can go and obtain Anything you want, anything you need Your mind's got the key ingredient, it's belief Oh yeah, baby Here we are Back on the dot one podcast, man. We got a, I got a couple of dot ones over the last couple of weeks that uh, you know I'll touch on. We'll talk about. I got caught up today, though. You know, I've been on this carnivore deal, and it's not fucking easy. It's not easy, and I say it's not easy, but really. You know, if you break down that that phrase of it's not easy, it, it really is an easy choice, though. You know, I've been, you know, today, I, you know, a lot of times I go to work and I'll be getting after it and just wake up and go to work and do my thing. And then, you know, I'm like, oh, man, I should probably go break and get some lunch. And a lot of times I'll go to the, the Mexican place on base and just get like a, you know, they make steak quesadillas and chicken quesadillas and all that stuff. And I'll just be like, Hey, give me some steak and chicken. They'll just get scoops of steak and scoops of chicken in my, in my little styrofoam bowl and I'll bounce. It's like eight bucks. And most days when I go and get lunch, that's what I'll do. Or I'll bring my lunch with me, right? I'll cook a steak the night before, cut it up, bring it with me. That's usually the better option because I I can weigh it out and all that stuff. You know, I know exactly what I'm what I'm putting down. But you know, today was one of those days where I wake up, I go to work, we got a long meeting at work, and you know, we're working through some issues and all that stuff. And then next thing you know, it's one o'clock. And something else comes up. We got some type of inspection, safety inspection. Man, wait till I tell you about that fucking guy. Oh god. Anyway, got the safety inspection, and then, uh, and before you know it, it's like, you know, fuck. It's time to go. You know, it's four thirty in the afternoon. It's like everyone's gone. And uh, so I didn't even eat. I didn't eat all day. It's not good. That's not good. So I one I didn't meet my protein goal for sure. So I call Mallory like I normally do, and hey, you need me to pick anything up from or on the way home from uh, from work? 
no, no, I'm good. And then one of the kids chimes in. I'm not blaming it on anybody. It's, you know, got to stay disciplined, right? But, you know, she chimes in. She says, hey, pick up a pizza. And if you know me, I'm a sucker for pizza. I could eat pizza every fucking day. Maybe not every day, but I fucking love pizza. And uh, so I'm like, all right, that's fine. So I pick up a pizza. And I'm talking to my mom on the phone. And I'm I'm going through, and I pick up my pizza. She's like, what are you eating on? Because I'm fucking crushing a breadstick, right? Because I haven't eaten all day, (laughs) which is not fucking carnivore. Ugh, it's not carnivore. So she's like, what are you eating? I'm like, oh, I'm eating a breadstick. She's like, Drew. Great job. Or she's like, I just listened to your podcast. What about what about the carnivore diet, huh? And I'm like, well, I'm I'm actually doing all right with the carnivore diet. Baby steps, dude. Baby steps. But circling back to it's it's not easy. It really kind of is. It's one of those things where, I mean, just like anything, any decision that we make in our life, it's like you're either going to do it or you're not going to do it. Like you're either going to go get the pizza or you're not going to get the pizza. You got two choices. And if you get the pizza, now now you got to make another choice. Are you going to eat it or you're not going to eat it? That's pretty fucking simple to me. You know, if you break it down like that, like you're either going to fucking do something or you're not going to do something. You're either going to say something or you're not going to say something. So it is, uh, it really is that easy. You know, people say all the time, like, well, it ain't that easy. Well, that's probably the biggest the biggest lie anyone's ever told you. How many times have you said that to somebody or you've heard that from from somebody when you're trying to explain, uh, hey, let's do it this way, and someone says, well, it's not that easy. Well, they're lying to you because it really is that easy. Either do it or you don't do it. Those are the two choices you always have. You always have them. And, you know, I'm about a week late on this podcast, but we got a bunch of things that have happened between the last time I talked to you all and and today. Two weekends of baseball have happened for me. Um, Division two baseball is up and running. And once again, I've I've been, you know, I don't know how this always works out. Like you think when you just say, hey, hey, boss, uh, you know, think about your workplace, right? And you go to your workplace, you go to your supervisor or your boss and you say, hey, so for, you know, the next 12 weeks until about the first week of June, hopefully, because that's the World Series and everyone wants to end there, right? Everyone wants to end in Cary, North Carolina. If you're a Division II guy like myself, that's where we all want to end. No one's happy unless they've worked the plate on the last Division II baseball game in Cary, North Carolina. 
And some of you guys know I've been there. And I didn't work the plate though on my last on the last game. I worked second base. So I've been to the Division II World Series, which was such a blessing. So so fun. And get to, got to share that with my wife. But anyways, you go to your you go to your uh, boss and you say, Hey, listen, boss. I have I work this division two baseball deal. I work college baseball. And for the next 13 to 14 weeks, I'm gonna take pretty much every fucking Friday off. You know, this is what I save my leave up for. You know, and then usually about a week or two in the summertime I'll I'll take off and or it's gonna be end up being in October now, but um which is good, it's a little spread out, but to go up and visit family and things like that. We'll take the kids up there. But from the first weekend of February to the first weekend in Jan- or June, you probably won't see me on Fridays unless I got a ball game in town. Right? And that's only like three or four of those weeks. And believe it or not, for about seven years, eight years, Eight years that has worked out. I've had good good supervisors, good leadership to allow me to do that. Um, and quite frankly, I think it's better than taking a month off, you know. And that's why I go to work and work so hard is because I don't want them to ever say like, I don't want them to ever question. Like that's one of my motivators, right? It's one of my motivators for working hard is to make sure I got my T's crossed and my I's dotted and things like that. It's because I'm gonna be out on Friday. So a couple of things I gotta do is make sure that my number two is successful on Fridays. Make sure they're set up for whatever's coming their way. And then I, I always want to make sure that. You know, I'm knocking things out Monday to Thursday. And if I can be there half a day on Friday, I'll be there half a day on Friday. So I think it's, I I still, I always think it's kind of crazy. I always am super nervous, especially when I have like a new supervisor um, to like explain to them. Because they could be like, "Ah, I don't think that's going to work, guy. But I've just been, just been blessed to, to make it work and to have, People above me that support what I do and think it's cool and, um, you know, just have that that group of people that are cheering for you. You know, it's always good for the people to be cheering for you. I think that's a rare thing these days, too, is people cheering for others, you know. Everyone's so goddamn selfish. And it's such a shame, man, because if everyone picked up, what I used to tell the tech school students is if if you were good at what you, if you were working at your best and you cheered them on and worked at your best, and then you over here cheered them on and worked on, worked at your best, you know how fucking great like this team would be if like a hundred of you students did that? 
and everyone was fucking cheering for each other and also at the same time busting their ass. Like, it would be fucking crazy. Unstoppable. And the great teams that we see in any aspect are the ones that cheer for each other and have each other's back and also at the same time get their own, right? They fucking work their asses off and work for a common goal. When we find the common goal and then we're all fucking nose to the grindstone getting after it. Kind of like them goddamn Chiefs. You know, kind of like the 49ers. They, uh, both those teams, man, they both deserve to to win that game last night, but it can only be one. And the one that had the experience and didn't give a shit about who got the credit. I mean, you think about the people on that team, there's really a lot of no-name guys besides Pat Mahomes and Kelsey. That's it. Like, who's everyone else? You know, a bunch of young cats just not knowing any better, you know? Just laying it all on the line for one common thing, one last time. You know, whether you like them or not, it's it's fucking impressive. And I think those professional teams and those college teams that, you know, win at a high level, they have one thing in common, and that's what cheering for each other. Don't give a shit about who gets the credit as long as we're moving forward as a team. You know, someday you may be off and your teammates going to have to pick you up. But as a team, we're still moving in a forward direction. And that's okay. It's expected. It's expected. It should be expected. You should be finding that in your teammates. You know, when you're hiring somebody, that should be one of the things that that you talk about. Are you going to be able to pick up the rest of the crew when the rest of the crew is fucking dog-tired? Are you going to be, be able to continue the, the train moving forward? Because when you're dog-tired, I already know these guys are going to pick you up. So, Kansas City Chiefs won, man. A couple questionable calls, questionable uh, decisions made by the 49ers, I think cost them that game. But another football season down, and I think I said this a couple weeks ago, but this was my favorite football season of all time for your boy. Big football guy. Michigan win the natty. Lions going as far as they did. I hope it's not. I hope it's not the end of all that, you know. Man, we were rolling. But there's a, you know, it's just something to be said about them championship teams, dude. And, and I truly think that they all just have one thing in common, and that's like playing for each other. 
you know, truly playing for the person next to him. Um, you know, and the big thing for me, and particularly today, because we talked about this at work, is not is not giving a shit who's who's got the credit. Like when we're talking about a team, that should be the last thing that you give a fuck about. Because the team, like I said before, should have one common goal to get to some place. And then that journey along the road, getting to that goal, is what's going to, you know, in hindsight, be the ultimate prize. Is going to be that journey, right, of the struggle and the, the, you know, the obstacles overcome and all that shit's going to just be the ultimate goal of, you know, when you, when you, or not going to be the ultimate goal, but the ultimate prize when you get to your goal. And, uh, you know, it's kind of like, when you know, in baseball, for me. You know, I don't have a set crew that I work with every weekend and day in, or, you know, weekend and week out, and it's the same three dudes. It's not like that. I work with, you know, two different guys, Every weekend. Next weekend, it's going to be two different dudes. Weekend after that, it's going to be two different dudes. So us as a team on a crew, it's really compartmentalized by weekend. Our success on the field, our goal is to be very good, enforce all the rules, have good zones, don't miss calls. If we do, get them right. It's okay. And make it to the make it to the car, make it to the house on Sunday, knowing that you did the right thing. And I'm not saying that uh, a, an unsuccessful weekend is with an ejection or or with a missed call. Because if we ultimately get it right, that's what we're there for. If we got to run somebody. And eject them from the game. That's part of the game. So, if I if I if I run somebody on Friday night this coming week, it doesn't define my success. That's just part of it. So as long as we're doing things right, you know we're moving forward. And as an umpire, it's more of a. It's kind of weird. It's a. It's a team aspect because it's just you three guys versus the world, really. No one fucking likes you already, you know, because you're a sports official. Everyone fucking hates us, right? So it's a team aspect as far as the weekend goes, as far as the, the baseball series goes. But it's an individual aspect as far as getting to the playoffs or, you know, getting to the World Series. And getting to work the regionals and the super regionals and all that, getting to the conference tournaments. That's more of an individual basic or you know, based thing. And that's why you really have to and that's you know, circle circling back again to where I was telling the team, if you do if you do everything you're supposed to do, you do, you do, you do, the team will be great. Well, if I mess up individually as on the crew well, then my chances of getting postseason are going down the drain, right? They get less and less and less the more I fuck it up. 
But if I do great and handle my business as an individual umpire, and then the other, my other guys on the crew do great and handle their business, well, us as a team theoretically should do very well. Oh, excuse me. And, uh, and that's all, that's all part of it. And in that small three day journey to get to Sunday at the house, all adds up over time, right? And now because you killed it in week two and been killing it all year, you get to go to that postseason. You get the regional. You get the super. And then hopefully you get the World Series. I don't understand, and there's there's guys in umpiring that I just don't get when they say, I just I just want to work more games. I just want to work games, you know. I don't really care if I get to the postseason. And I'm not saying it's wrong to have that mentality. I just don't get it. Like, why wouldn't you want to be one of the best, be one of the top eight umpires in Division II baseball in the country, in the United States? You know, because the guys that get sent to carry, we're just talking Division II. We're not talking Omaha. Um, we're talking Division II College World Series. The guys that get sent to carry are theoretically the eight best Division II baseball umpires in the country. Why would that not be one of your goals? You know, why are people just, if everyone has that goal, do you know how, you know how great a majority of people would be? That would also, I think, you know, garner some backstabbing, garner some, some two-faced type shit, some cut, you know, the... <laughs> The officiating world is fairly cutthroat. But I just feel like a lot of guys, like it's easy. You you don't have to be great because so many guys don't have that drive to get to the top. I heard something the other day. It's like it's really easy to be great these days. Because no one has the drive to to be great. I don't know where that went. It's kind of sad if you think about it. But I'm not in the business of being sad all the time. I just hope that uh, more people have a mentality of, you know, just wanting to be great and wanting to be the best. And then everyone around them will hopefully be better 
if you want to be the best at something, you got to go hang around the people that are really good at that. <laughs> you know, you got to try to fucking get some elbow room with the guys that are great. If you want to be in my, in my, uh, you know, in my life, if I want to be a chief, I need to start hanging out with the chiefs. I'm not saying hanging out, like drinking beers at their house and shit like that. I'm talking about like, I need to start visiting with them at work, hop into their office, talk to them, you know, bend their ear about things that I'm, that's on my mind. Get them to, to tell me their secrets of how they made it. Cause I may be able to relate to that story. You know, in the umpire world, if you want to be the best, hang around the dudes that are probably, that are pretty fucking good. That's how you get better. I don't hang around the guys that aren't good. And no offense, but I don't hang around airmen to, to get better. I hang around airmen so they can get better and learn from me and my mistakes That's one of my favorite things to do is mentor and mold minds. And I really do that by telling the things that I fucked up. So hopefully they don't make those mistakes. And that, I also tell them the things that, that helped me, that I, that I did good at, the things that I think would benefit them. You know, for instance, I think everyone should be an instructor at the schoolhouse. Whether you like that stuff or not, I think it's super beneficial to not only your career, but you as an individual. The rewards outweigh the, the work that has to be done. So much work has to be done down there. Like you're going to absolutely grind, but the rewards outweigh that. But if I want to be a chief, I'm going to go hang out with the chiefs. I'm going to go hang out with the seniors because that's where I got to get first. Or the, even the, the high-speed mass sergeants, right? I'm going to go hang out with them. Hey, we're, what are we doing next? I'm going to team up with them cats. I got buddies across the country that I'm teaming up with. I don't have to be next to them. I don't have to be a station with them. But I'm teamed up with a couple of buddies that are around the country right now, and we're – we are constructing our next, you know, avenue of approach. How are we going to take on this year? How are we going to give ourselves a legit shot at making rank the first time? Because quite honestly, there's people. I mean, this isn't a fucking surprise. But it's just like in your guys' work, right, at the office. There's people that are certain positions that should be way higher than what they're at. But for whatever reason, throughout their journey, they're just not there. And some people feel like that because they have animosity towards somebody or they think they got fucked over, right? I mean, I think I got fucked over a couple, one or two points in my career. But the difference is that I'm not sulking in that. 
I'm not sulking in that. I don't. I use it as fuel to drive me forward. That's all. I just. Uh, sometimes I just feel like, you know, I think about often, man, if I would have joined at 18, I'm almost 37. So if I would have joined at 18 instead of 21, where would I be now? Would I be chief by now? That would put me at 19 years in, almost. You know, would I be a chief? Would I be a senior? Would I, fuck, would I be a staff sergeant? You know? It, uh... Sometimes it grinds on me, but I think things happen for a reason. I think I'm where I'm supposed to be. But I also think that I can outperform uh, a significant amount of people above me. Maybe not where I'm at. I'm just saying in general. Some people listen to this podcast. Don't, don't take that the wrong way. I'm just... And this is where I say that stuff. I don't say, it's, which is weird because it's like goes out to the world, right? But I don't, you know, I'm a pretty quiet dude. I don't say a lot. Someone told me the other day that, um, you know, you don't talk a lot, but when you do talk, people listen. Which I think is true, but sometimes I say some crazy shit, so you shouldn't always listen. I just say what's on my mind, right? And, but not all the time. I got a lot to lose, so sometimes it's better just to keep my mouth shut. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Sometimes it's better just to keep quiet. And I don't got, and I, I've realized, I realized a couple of years back that I don't got to fight all the battles. Like every battle, everything that, anything adversity wise, like doesn't need a fight. Sometimes it's just better to say, okay, and just fucking march on, right? Just do the thing and be done with it. And more often times than not, that's probably the best choice. You just got to know when to step up and, and fight the battle. And for me, it's a, most times it's for my, for my guys. Not for me, really. Because I... You know, I'll just do it and fucking move on. I mean, unless it's really crazy. But typically, if I'm fighting battles, it's for my people. I think over the you know last couple of years anyway, like, and I don't know if it's because I laid that precedent or that mark or whatever, but people don't really fuck with my dudes. They leave them alone. If they need them, they come to me first. I don't know. I've been thinking about all these things a lot. And really today, I mean, we had a really long meeting about about some, some things and... Uh, which drove some of my thoughts a little bit, confirmed some, and 
you know, wrangled some others up. I just don't, uh, I just want to better the team, the team, the team, the team, as much as possible. And I want to have an impact on as many people as I possibly can. I think that's why I'm doing the podcast. Because hopefully, I mean, if, if some of this reaches somebody and it impacts one person, then I'm one of those guys that, hey, it's worth it. You know. I've had over 800 listens to my podcast in the last, when did we start this thing? September, so. September, October, November, December, January, February. I just counted on my fingers. Six months. Six months. So over 100 listens a month, right? Yeah. Over 100 listens a month. And that could be the same person listening to it 100 times. Our subscriptions went up, though, by five in the last two weeks. So, I mean, that's always good. But I got 100 people a month listening to this thing. And if it, if it uh, helps one person, like why... Why stop, you know? When there's a message to be said or there's something that's rumbling through my head, I'm sure someone else is feeling the same. I'm sure someone else is having the same thoughts somewhere maybe not in the same career, maybe not in the same realm of which I work, but similar thoughts are probably rolling through someone's head. And hopefully they listen and they can relate. At the end of the day, if you take care of your people, that's all you can do. It's people first, people always for me. Because, you know, when I was coming up, and it's kind of shifted. When I was coming up in the Air Force, it was always mission, mission, mission. Take care of the mission, take care of the mission. But who takes care of the mission? Who runs the mission? It doesn't just go by itself it takes humans to do that and you can't take care of the mission without the humans so if you take care of the humans they'll take care of the mission if you don't take care of the humans the mission may not fail today but you're going to be fucking struggling tomorrow. All because you didn't take care of the humans. 
All because you didn't check up on them? All because you didn't just treat them right? Talk to them with respect? All because uh, you got too busy caught up in your email? You got too busy caught up in some fucking tasks that could definitely wait for tomorrow? When you could have went out and walked across the street to your the people you're in charge of and sat with them and conversed. They don't ask for a lot. I never ask for a lot. Really, I think what I asked for, especially when I was a young airman, was to be there when I when I needed you to be there. And I can't think of any specific time where that wasn't the case. Well, I can. I can. But I was old enough at that time where I didn't need that person. I was already kind of a lone, lone ranger, if you will, and I had gr- a great group of peers. So, um, you know, I had them to kind of lean on, and of course, my wife. But if if you're there for your people, that's really like if you're there for the person next to you. I mean, like, come on. It's really all they need, really. If you just take care of your guys and take care of your girls. Like they'll take care of you. And they'll take care of you by doing the mission. That's how it all works, man. And it it, it is that easy. It really is that easy. I know I've said it's not that easy to somebody before. I was fucking lying to you. Because it is. You either do it or you don't do it. You either go out and You know, ask your ask your people that you're in charge of, hey, how was your weekend? What'd you guys do? Damn, that's crazy. Hey, you play video games? Yeah, hey, what's your favorite game? Call of Duty? That shit's awesome. It's so real, huh? Yeah, yeah, it's so real. Like people care about that. It may seem so seem so silly to you. But that's it's not about you. It's about them. It's about the people. It's about the humans. They're taking care of the mission. You gotta take care of the humans. But people are selfish, man. People just get, they get in their own way. 
they don't uh you know see the bigger picture and don't realize like you know these these are the people that are going to replace me how do i make sure that when they're at my level that they're going to take care of the people that are underneath them Nine times out of ten, you do that by example. And the things that they learn from their good supervisors and their their good, (coughs) excuse me, their good superintendents, commanders, and chiefs are just as valuable as the bad ones that they have. You can learn a lot of shit from the bad ones you have, too. What not to do. If your supervisor sits in his office all day and don't fucking come out and see you, don't come out and assist from time to time. People know that. People recognize that. And nothing's that important where you got to put the humans on the back burner. Where you gotta like leave them by themselves. Like if you think that you should go visit, you should go visit. Just go visit. Doesn't take a lot a lot of time. Just make the time, man. I'm just, I don't know. I'm tired of I don't know. I'm a pretty humble guy. But I don't I don't like to sit around and just let things burn right I, I want to fix shit and my wife tells me this. she told me I don't know a couple months ago maybe she's like Drew you don't gotta be the one that fixes everything you don't gotta be like the go to guy for everything and I you know I told her I know I know I know I don't But in my head, I'm like, if not me, then who? As, you know, I think just as men, we get pulled in so many different directions. You know, as just like, I was thinking about this with my wife, actually, the other day. I wasn't talking to her about it, but I was just thinking it. And she gets pulled in all these different directions. All the time. You know, whether it's work, school, one kid, two kid, three kid, me. And sometimes I feel like that too. The difference between... I feel like that a lot. 
difference between me and my wife. And she said this, so I don't think this will make her angry. <laughs> Is uh, I can like separate things. If that makes sense. Like decompartmentalize things. Like handle this situation, boom, done. Handle this situation, boom, done. Maybe handle like two at a time, boom, done. Another two at a time, boom, done. But she is going to do all the things at one time. And I just don't know how she does it. Her mind is constantly racing of like, what's the next thing to do? You know, and as as a military member, it's sometimes it feels like that. You know, but sometimes you just don't have the, you're not in the position to affect the change like you should. Or like you're you're able to. And like maybe at your work, you're not, you see something burning to the ground over there in the corner. But you're not in the position to go over there and put out the fire. So you do what you can to put the fire out, but it still burns. I'm trying to do what I can in my position without overstepping and stepping on toes, but it's still burning. I think about this daily, all day long. It goes through my head. And I I hate to... You know, I just don't want to get to the point where I'm like, fuck it, you know. I don't think I'm there yet, but I, you know, I could see it getting to that point. Where I see it just fucking burning to the ground. And... And just, I don't know. Like I'm trying to, (laughs) it's really hard to change the minds of people that are, that outrank you and even the ones that are even with you, you know, even your peers. I said, you know, even back in my days at Lackland, like the hardest thing to do was change the mind of your peers. And I felt semi-successful doing that there, but I don't feel as successful doing it here. 
but I got to listen to my wife when she says, you don't got to be the go-to guy for everything. But if not me, then who? I mean, do I, I'm stuck in a predicament. Do I insert myself? Into this other area? Or do I simply focus on my area and my guys? Like, I'm focusing on my guys. My guys are killing it. And the, the, the blessing I have is that they're very self-sufficient. But I also don't want to neglect them because they're self-sufficient, if that makes sense. But I don't think I'll have a problem with that. The problem I think I'll have is, do I insert myself into the other area? It's it's not that easy. <laughs> or is it that easy? Maybe it is. Fuck it. I mean, I either do it or I don't, right? Or maybe I just mind my own fucking business. I don't think that's the answer either. So I'm, I'm really, I have been trying over the last couple of weeks to really do both try to mentor my peers and person that is outranked me and that's been happening but I don't know if it sticks because I'm lower ranking so do I need to fully insert myself and be demonstrative about it or do I fucking step back I don't fucking know I'll ponder on it I'll let y'all know how it goes love you guys Peace. I never answer me, no man, I still go, go, go.